Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. What a weekend of hoops. It's the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. And Ryan, here we go. The regular season's over. We're going to briefly recap some of it, but we also got some game picks to make tonight because it's a weird schedule this week with all eight teams in the tournament. I'm excited to break this one down. How are we doing tonight, Ryan? Can't complain. Better than I should. Feeling very blessed. What a weekend. Oh, my goodness. That's the thing. I mean, do you want to run through all the scores quick and then go there? Or should we just start there and then? I mean, we're gonna spend time there. That that's what took center stage. And we that's we, what we both know to... we know where there is without saying it. But we'll yes, and I it. think most people do as well who are close within the conference. Those games inside the Erickson Center on Friday night, I don't think they could have lived up to the hype anymore. I mean, how do you have two better finishes than what we saw on Friday night? So since we're already talking about, it, I feel like we have to just start there. I'm just. Instant reaction, instant reaction on your part, I guess. Just break down. You're sitting up there on the track, calling the game. From your point of view, how did it unfold? Yeah, man, worth uh, worth the price of admission for sure. And you know, we talked about it so much coming in, and I said it over and over. Let's just enjoy the hype. Let's enjoy the buildup because so many times the matchups don't live up to it. But man, this did, and then some, as you said, Wyatt. I mean, I, it all starts with what they did to Hannah Geisfeld. I mean, honestly, the defensive job that they figured out to try to slow her down should be felonious in 48 states. I mean, they were doing whatever they could with, you know, guards coming in. Legally, wide again, legally, just letting her know we're here. We're going to try to front you a little bit. We're not going to allow you to get on the block. Throughout the first half, she just, whenever she had the ball, Wyatt, it was in the middle of the floor, free throw line extended and she's just like okay I don't really want to shoot this jump shot but they got all these barricades in front of me I don't want to take it to the 10 and there's just indecisiveness there was nothing easy that was coming it was much like the matchup we saw last month in Mankato Eagles really good out of the gates making a couple of huge threes to get them going then they cooled off a little bit Bethany takes the lead going into the locker room Eagles bounce back in the third quarter in what was just back and forth, answers back and forth, back and forth. The story of the night, though, on the other side, switching to Northwestern, the freshman, Wyatt. You've told me so many times throughout this year, Ryan, I, just, I don't really know who you're talking about. Who are these names? Yeah. Who are these people well, you're throwing out? You better know, Wyatt. With the highlights you saw, you now can't say any longer that you don't know who Grace Landvik is. Talk about a coming out party. Massive buckets. I think she had two and ones. She had two threes in overtime. In the game, she was 6-12 to from the field, led the way with 18 points off the bench, and it's down the stretch proving why it. Coach Call's going to roll with those three seniors we've seen so much on the floor in Roberts, Pop, and Lund. And then their best scoring lineup is to add the two freshmen. 
Hagen, and Landvik. Or are you br- three. blanking on the names now? No, no, I, I'm that? just I, I got so many names in my head. Those are <laughs> those are the five that he's rolling with. Hagen was massive too. I mean, Landvik stole the show in overtime, but Lexi started off. I think she was four of her first five from deep. She made four huge triples in that game. Had 14 in games like that. Why? To pull off the upset, because we talked about it in the preview pod. You rightfully so. You picked Bethany. You had your reasons. I understand. You've been ride or die, bleeding red well, all year long. I mean, let's be honest. I had to try and make up some ground, too, which, by the way, I ended up losing by four. All things considered, not too shabby, though. It was an all right. Yeah. Uh, see, hey, if we would have picked those first weekend of games, who knows? Maybe I could have caught up to you, but we missed them, and here we are. But, no, anyways. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah, no, as I was saying. In order to get such a big win like that, Wyatt, so many times you need something that you necessarily don't expect. You know, I'd love, you know, to ask Coach Call before the game if we would have been able to say, hey, Coach, is there any shot that you're going to get somehow 30 points from Lexi and Grace? And he could say, yeah, you know, they've been they've been doing a great job off the bench. Potentially it could happen. Come on. Come on. Coach, in your right mind, you, you did not things, think that those two would put up 30. But do you actually believe them, right? Exactly. Yes. So, no, I, I Ryan, I'm not going to disagree with anything that you're saying. I mean, that's an incredible, incredible win because of the way they were able to get it done, too. And like you said, that's really up until this weekend, the least amount of damage they were able to hold Geisfeld to as well. I mean, which speaks for one thing. But then, like you said, on the other side, too, to have freshmen step up and deliver the way they did Good for Northwestern. Just an incredible win. That's exactly what they needed to jumpstart themselves into postseason play. But again, not a fan of the coin flip. For those who don't know, it's already been announced. And I just have such a tough time with this because Bethany is the one seed. Northwestern's the two. There's got to be a different tie-breaking procedure to decide this. Now, and if Bethany would have had it, then they deserve to be the one. But to decide it by a coin flip... Just does not seem fair to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much else to add to it, Wyatt. I mean, especially from where we were at with how we knew. Okay, to back up, we knew it could play out like that. Northwestern's obviously feeling on top of the world on Friday, but they knew there was another game to be played on Saturday. The stretch that we had, Wyatt, for thirty to forty minutes Saturday afternoon, where. Martin Luther is giving Northwestern all they want. The Erickson Center. It's something that nobody saw. And then down the road, North Central's playing arguably why I know they lost the game, but you could argue that's one of the more complete performances, if not the most complete performance they've had all season long. Some people will scoff at it, the record they had. Okay, if you look at the opponents and the strength of opponents they had, to do that to Bethany on your home floor and hold hand to what they did, which we can maybe get to in a little bit, oh my gosh, all, all of UNW Nation was pulling for North Central. They couldn't come up with it late. I was trying to catch some of it, but I was calling the Northwestern game at the same time. That all led to the coin flip, okay? It eventually got to where many of us thought it could get to. So did they Did they do that, by the way, like that night? Yeah. So Saturday what, night? Yeah, I, from what I could garner from, you know, who I was talking with on Saturday, it happened during the men's game. I actually know it happened during the men's game because... My boss, you know, he he showed me on his phone. He's like, yep, this is this is the result with about eight minutes left in the men's game. And, yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks. I mean, it, it sucks either way, no matter which way it would have gone. You know, I, it's hard for me, Wyatt, to hold, you know, you can call it bias, whatever you want. We both went to Northwestern. I'm announcing games there. 
I know the players there. I know the people there. I pull for the people there. I'm sorry. This this has nothing to do with that, though, for me, Ryan. I just think it's not fair either way how this would have turned out. If Bethany was on the other side of this, I'd be saying the same exact thing. I don't think it's fair to the athletes. Yep. No, it absolutely is not. And, you know, we look back. I was reminded of this yesterday. Last month when Northwestern played Bethany, Bethany hadn't played the night before Northwestern did. And then so you can say this weekend, like, they're both coming in fresh. And, yeah, okay, they split and at the same time. But you, you just you just wish it would have been even, Steven, the whole way. I'm not saying that's, that's a huge, huge thing because the Eagles obviously had a chance to win that game. They were up going into the fourth quarter, and Bethany closed them out. You and I talked about it before we hopped on the pod wide. Everyone wants to talk about it, and we'll get to the predictions for the conference tournament. We look to the final. Okay, who potentially gets to host the final? Sure, that's very true. But also, it's a way easier path to get there if you have the number one and you can avoid and, North Central. And I was going to say nothing against some of these other teams on the other side of the bracket, but even Crown in the first round, that's not a great matchup by any yep. means with how Urbina and Latsky can score. So yep. you take that into consideration. And then, like you said, yeah, having to deal with North Central in the semis, and you're playing three games in the span of five days, that absolutely could come into play. And then on top of that, you have to go into Mankato and win. I'm not saying it's not possible. It certainly is, and they can yep. do it. Yep. It's going to be a lot harder than it otherwise would have, and that's where the coin flip to me just doesn't sit quite right. But anyways, with all that being said, great game on Friday night. Yes. And again, congrats to the Eagles. They still they, they get to be a co-champion in the regular season. No, Nobody's taking that away from them. No matter what happens, Wyatt, the rest of the way they can't take away that game that happened. They'll always have that game. I know there's bigger fish to fry. There's more on the line later on, but they will always have that Friday night moment. Well, absolutely. I agree. So good good for them there. That game certainly lived up to the hype. If we move over to that second game now, though, this one I had a decent amount of time, or I got to watch it for a decent amount of the time, and I just I don't know how to feel about this one, Ryan, because we talked a little bit about this. Northwestern played in our opinion, maybe C game. Just C to clear, just to clarify to people, like you're talking about Northwestern Bethany Friday night. Yep. Yep. On yep. the men's side. Yep. One point game. Alm hits what? I, I mean, let's be honest. That shot really deserved to go in. I mean, the only thing I said, Wyatt. So often in sports, what do we say? It is better to be lucky than good. That's the only yep. way to sum it up. Okay. Especially with the yeah, night he I, had and what Bethany was doing to him phenomenal phenomenal yeah. i think he had two or three shots all night that were actually clean looks where he didn't have someone in his grill or he wasn't fading away to get it up well and that brings up a whole nother conversation too that we don't have to get into right now but as far as just even the end of that game and that sequence just a weird way to end it and everything that led up to that i i believe truly in my heart that bethany did not deserve to win that game what well, and where does it all start and why in my opinion, it all starts and ends with two-year leaders who are great foul shooters, Hunter Nielsen and Brian Smith, both missing the front end of a one-and-one. One. You have the ball and your two players' hands who have been phenomenal. We talked to them a few weeks ago. You would rather have no one else at the line. And when you leave the door open on the road trying to steal a game against a good team, you done got got, okay? You know, at the end of the day, you leave the door open for something to happen like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is absolutely a great thing to point out. And even with that, though, Ryan, they still could have won the game. I mean, yeah. look at the final stretch of minutes. I mean, nothing against Kyrie and the way he played because he stepped up big, made some big shots. 
you, you tell me, you know, we talked a little bit off the air and you kind of made fun of me for a comparison I made as far as like, you can play loose, but there's a difference between playing loose and playing too loose. And Bethany at times plays too loose. And they were too loose, in my opinion, in the final minutes of that stretch. Northwestern wasn't scoring in that second half for a decent chunk of it. And Bethany oh, yeah. still was only up, you know, however many it may have been. 8, 8 10, 11, and it easily, easily could have been 17, 18. Yeah, like, they, they had a chance to, you know, figuratively, if you want to say this, put away Northwestern. The yes. door was open, and they did not shut it. And, sure, Northwestern is playing good defense. Credit to them for all of that as well. But Bethany could have been better offensively. And yes. so... I don't know. We've seen this time and time again where there's been close games, and who comes out on top? It's Northwestern. So I don't yeah. know how I can think Bethany's going to beat them in the tournament at this point when they haven't been able to do it when it matters in the regular season. And well, it's like, can they actually get over that hump? Yeah, and I, I don't know if you want to parlay into it right now, Why at their next matchup. There was so much on the line the next day. We talked about in the preview pod, even if they lose to Northwestern, they can't sit there licking their own wounds. For both Bethany on the women's and men's side, you could not have a tougher end of the regular season than in St. Paul Friday night against the Eagles and a quick turnaround less than 24 hours later at downtown U in Minneapolis against the Rams. And man, they went from the number one seed was up for grabs and we knew it would be tough. Okay, probably weren't going to be able to get that. But very good chance at potentially getting the two seed. To now, they're the four seed. I mean, did you see that coming? North Central sweeping Bethany this well, season. So that's the thing is like we never even really thought that as a we didn't think that was plausible for the majority of this past week when we were talking about it. So I gotta actually it's because North Central swept them. So then they're able to slide up in front of them, then obviously. <laughs> well, well, but now we can throw a crowd wrench into it. So folks, if you haven't seen it, we don't I've been trying to ask people and figure out how, how this all works, and I just haven't had enough time to dive into it myself. And even people from Crown don't have an answer for me. Crown, North Central, and Bethany all finish 9-5. and five. Crown's the 2, North Central's the 3, Bethany's the 4. Crown, Crown swept got North Central, right? Crown swept North Central this season, but yep. Bethany swept Crown. But North yep. Central swept Bethany. So there you go. I, okay, but here's where it comes into play, I bet. Crown yep. beat Northwestern. Is that it, maybe? Is that the determining factor? Because I would assume if all the head-to-head, if we go back to that criteria on the women's side for the coin flip and everything, and it looks like you're trying to pull it up now, but yep. I would have to assume they go from top to bottom of the conference, best record, right away, there's your only difference. Crown was able to beat Northwestern, the other two didn't. And then so at, that point, at that point, you eliminate Crown, they got the two seed, and then it goes head-to-head, North Central swept Bethany, so then they get the three. You're way brighter than I am, Wyatt. You are all over it. Okay, so the first uh, thing is... Well, I mean, <laughs> You you I'm kidding, obviously. But uh, in, the, in this instance, at least, okay. First thing is winning percentage of UMAC games. Obviously, scratch that. Head-to-head records cumulative with all tied teams. Okay, they're all win and, two, lose two. Yep. Next one: cumulative record against all teams above those who are tied. Bingo, bango, is. bongo. Crown beat Northwestern. <laughs> Bethany and North Central did not. Thank so you for your is. service. There it is. That that puts me at ease. Now we know. Also, let's let's. I, I don't even know where to start as far as trying to figure out that box score on Saturday with Crown and uh, Superior because Crown still didn't know for sure if that game they had to play that like it mattered. And well, Superior comes out and just boat races them. It looks like apparently though, like I was telling you earlier, we I mean we got to be you know honest to people. We we missed this one, Wyatt. We said coming into the weekend because from what we could tell that Crown was going to have to win both of their matchups and then wait to see what happens. 
in the recap that I was reading earlier today that was posted from both the games that they had this weekend, I'm pulling it up right now just to verify, and I told you earlier who writes these recaps so we know that it's it's accurate for Crown. Um, so, okay, here we go. So they re, they re, Friday night, okay, they, they dusted Northland, okay? Saturday they fall by a lot to UW-Superior, and that's what we're trying to wrap our minds around, 81 to 63. I'm reading this verbatim from the recap. Crown knew going into the matchup that the result of their game had no bearing on their seeding, and unfortunately, it showed in their play. That's literally what it reads on the Crown website. So somehow they knew, and obviously it was accurate. See, that's that that can't be though, Ryan. It can't be. And here's but, why. But it's got. I told you who writes the recaps. Why he would know. But, he would but know. But listen. <laughs> but listen. They ended up with the two seed, obviously. Correct. Yes. They're nine and four going into that game Saturday. What was Bethany's record going into that game on Saturday against North Central? Nine and four. Yep. Bethany wins. Crown loses. Bethany's the two, crowns the three. Yeah, no, so you're, you're they right. So yeah. they could not have known. Those games tipped off at the same time, correct? No, yeah, you're right. No, you there's, actually, yeah, there yeah. Is, there is no way they could have known they were okay, the two. Okay, so three. we have to give ourselves some credit. We we kind of knew what we were talking we, about. We, there's a little bit of, we <laughs> knew what we were talking about. We maybe didn't know, and then similarly, I'm not sure if Crown knew or not. But yeah, there's no possible way that they could have they could have known that. It's, it's just nuts, Wyatt. It's just crazy. I mean, we talk about Bethany falling to the four. It's huge for North Central saying, man, we don't got to see Northwestern until the finals if we get there. Well, this is what's crazy is I said, you know, North Central, hey, we're still in that conversation, everything like that. They very well could make the championship now, and it wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked by it. With the way nope. they've been playing late this year and with the fact they don't have to worry about Bethany or Northwestern, I mean, I know Crown is good, but all things considered – I feel like that's a decent draw for North Central trying to get revenge on them from what happened in the regular season. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it sits pretty well. It works out well for North Central. Well, yeah, and like, you know, you were mentioning earlier, just with what we've been saying about North Central, and I think for good reason, maligning their play in chunks this season where they've had a great result and then kind of a head-scratcher. I, I mean, as our guy likes to say, oh, how the turntables, and that's how it's been for hey. North Central late in the season. I also think they got a better first-round draw. Nothing against Northland. I know we say Morris program is dead and everything like that, but <laughs> you have especially. I still know what they're capable of, though. If yeah. they were to string it together, I mean, they're a team you don't necessarily want to see. So I think North Central actually got one of the better draws in this whole thing. Northland did just beat Morris on Saturday, you know, right? I'm aware. <laughs> I know. I hear you. I hear you. I would rather play Northland than Morris, though, if I'm North Central. Okay. That is my belief. Let me, uh, I think, I think they swept him. In the in the season, I mean, we can do predictions. All later. this, we don't have to do all this, this to say, Ryan, it was a fun weekend. We didn't know there was going to be this much up at stake as far as seeding went. Those games on Friday lived up to the hype. We can maybe break down the Northwestern. I mean, there's plenty to say there. I mean, we could talk about that for a half hour if we wanted to. I mean, I that that's the thing. I don't want to go too far. We hit into the broad it. strokes. Yep. But yes, Bethany didn't deserve to win the game, in my opinion. Northwestern played a C game. That shot from all, say what you want about it. I it went in. Shooters Shooter, touch. Shooters shoot. Yep. <laughs> better to be lucky than good. Sometimes, all things considered, Bethany probably should have took a timeout after the shot went in because who wasn't Malinkovic is on the ground. Mayfield dribbles over the top. I was going to say him. it's kind of impressive that Mayfield kept going after that happened. Yeah, I would have took a timeout right then and there and said we need to regroup. Well, but, and again, I he's going to do great things there. I'm not saying that, you know, he's not a great coach. 
But hey, down the stretch, Wyatt, can you can you see a difference though? Obviously, from Pat Garvin on the sideline in his second season and Coach Gross in his twenty second season. Well, it comes down to though to the style that they both feed into as well. Though, as far yep. as Bethany plays, very loose, and at times it's great. That's how they get these bigger leads against some of these teams. It can also come back to bite you too, though. I mean. Yep. Like I said, I, I still want Smith to get looks down the stretch. And he hit he, the one jumper, I think. But other than that, he didn't really take many shots down the stretch. And, well, and he and was in foul trouble, and I get all that plays into it. He well, wasn't it's on crazy. the court that much. They were that close to winning, and the guy had six points. I yeah, mean, think why, I mean, what we'd be talking about if Alm doesn't make that shot. Bethany wins with Brian Smith scoring six points, and they don't even score 70 on the road, and they knock off Northwestern. That's well, nuts. And that's... That's where I was thinking too. I said uh, he'll need to be around, you know, yeah, tw- 30. 20, 25. <laughs> well, he they almost won the game with six. Yeah. So half the stuff we say is just non relevant at but, this point. But, but no one saw this much of a grind offensively in this game. I mean, it was 96 yeah. 92 for Pete's sakes last month, Wyatt. Hey, sometimes that's the way it goes, though. You get two really high flying offenses, and for whatever reason, it ends yep. up being a defensive battle. I don't know why or how that works, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot more that could be said, but those matchups lived up to the hype. The seeding is set. Everything's in place. I don't know. If, let's just run through the scores, but I don't think we need to really break down too much more of what happened unless there's something that sticks out. Let's just start on the women's side. i got to yeah. make sure I have my tab pulled up I here. can I can run them down. You can you. run them down if you want. Then. As we said, Northwestern, 70-67 to over Bethany. That was the big one in overtime Friday night. Crown took down Northland at the WAC, 84-52. Morris with a squeaker over Superior in Morris, 72-68. North Central in downtown U taking down Martin Luther, 86-71. Then on Saturday, Superior bouncing back with a resounding 69-47 win at the WAC. Morris all over Northland, 93-44 in Morris. Bethany over North Central, that one we touched on a little bit, down for a lot of the second half. Came up huge in the last minute to take down North Central, 67-61. And then Northwestern got a dogfight and all they wanted from Martin Luther, but a strong fourth quarter allowed them to prevail, 62-56. There you go. I, I don't honestly have that much more to say about what happened this week. No, and we can use uh, those results to play into our predictions when for we sure, get to that. For yeah. sure, and all I'll say as far as predictions went in the regular season, congratulations, good <laughs> sir, you pulled it out, you got the victory. Thank we you. had seven different picks this weekend, and it ended up being, what, you were up three going in, and you ended up beating me by one. So you must have got four of those right, I got three of them right, and then you know, I'm, here, I'm, here we are. I'm scrolling to the bottom. Again, shout out to Bauman for all the hard work he did throughout the year. He never did get these. on the pod, though. What's up with that? I thought we were going to have him on. Never say never. We're not done yet, are we? Well, we aren't, but <laughs> I still don't see him here tonight. So, Well, wait. We, we, got, a, we got a great next week coming up, and then we got if some more stuff. If he wants to join with us on the instant reactions that we're going to be posting, by all means, I welcome it. That actually wouldn't be bad because he'll he'll be in the gym Tuesday, but tragically he won't be there Thursday. But that's a whole nother off mic discussion. But anyway, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, you you did what you had to do. You took some swings, and uh, ultimately, you know, Bethany let you down Friday night, and you weren't going to respond from there. You know, you needed your Bethany place. Well, that's to go. the thing. It was locked up after Friday night. If they both if they win both those, all of a sudden this is very very interesting. But I respect it. You know, you stayed true to the red all the way to the finish, you know. And they almost had two wins. You can justify the picks. They were right there. 
Like I said, they probably should have, to be completely honest. No, I'll, I'll disagree with you there. Coach Calls Club won that ball game. No, no, not that one, the men's yeah. game. <laughs> yes. the, the women's game, I absolutely agree. Northwestern deserved to win. They had a great game plan. They executed, and people stepped up. They win that game 100%. Yep. No, no argument. Okay. The men's side, that's not the case. But anyways. Okay, so do you want me to run down the men's scores now? Flip run down the side. men's scores. By the way, congratulations. I'll throw this out there. Uh, or wait, congratulations to me. I won the yep. fantasy. Yes, but, we uh, split. Yep. Yep. So we did split in that regard. But anyways, it was fun. We'll uh, have to bring uh, that back. How about the tiebreaker to finish who is the actual winner this season? Whoever wins postseason. Are we are we going to flip a coin? You want to flip a coin? No. Is that what you're Great saying? Great joke. Great joke. No. For whoever gets the most picks right for the postseason, that's the winner. Just in the game, like predictions, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah overall yeah, that's record. Fair. That's the that's rubber. Fair. All right. Men's side. Flipping over to that. Friday night, as we mentioned, Northwestern in the showdown against Bethany, 68-67. At the WAC, 97-57. Crown all over Northland on senior night. Lots of different different guys getting in the lineup. They dominated. North Central, just escaping Wyatt. Before they played Bethany Saturday, they got all they wanted from Martin Luther Friday night. Huge comeback performance from Martin Luther down double-digit second half. A shot just off the mark inside a half court that would have sent it into overtime, but the Rams prevail, 78-75. Superior. A big win on the road at Morris as the down trend continues for Coach Gross Club, unfortunately. Superior with a big road win, 86-82 at Morris. Then, Saturday, the one we were talking about earlier. Crown said they didn't have a lot to play for, but we don't really understand that. Uh, they, they they were lethargic. I believe they did, but yes, anyways. Yes, they did. Their guns were back in the lineup, but lots of their starters sat for most of the second half. They were looking ahead. Okay, let's just put it that way. Superior. Big win, though, for them. 69-47 to close out the regular season on the road. North Central over Bethany, as we touched on briefly earlier. Micah Filer with another nice performance in their 84-83 win against Bethany Lutheran on Saturday. Northland, also a tight game. 86-84 over Morris. Morris cannot buy a win. Late this season at home, they dropped that one. To the Lumberjacks, and then Northwestern shot the lights out in the first half against Martin Luther and then just went into the right lane and just coasted at 60 miles an hour down the road with the hazards on in the second half, 85-56, to 56, taking down Martin Luther. Not a whole lot needs to be said about those either. I mean, like you said, we'll break it down here as we get into the predictions, which we're going to do right now, huh? You ready? Really? Or should we do, so here's what we got. We got predictions, and we're also making our all-conference selections, player of the year and coach of the year. So what, did what do I you want to do? What did I say before we hopped on? You lead, I'll follow. So lead, sir. Make a decision. <laughs> it makes it more interesting if we make our predictions at the end. Let's go into the all-conference yes. selections. Love it. Women's side first. You go first. Oh, okay. You want me to go first? <laughs> well, so we're picking... I'm not doing this based off position, by the way. Like, I understand the UMAC will do that, and that's how it was for baseball as well. They don't necessarily just take. So I get that. So these may not be what actually comes out, but we're just, and I'm not trying to make my picks based off of who I think they're going to select. These are just the five that I would select. So let me make that perfectly clear. And then I'll pick my player of the year. A little big shocker. Player of the year, Hannah Geisfeld. Whoa. I'll just get that out of the way right now. Even Even after this weekend? (laughs) Even after this weekend, Ryan. (laughs) I don't think there was any possibility she was going to be caught. And so she gets that right, and she's also obviously first-team all-conference then. Now is where it starts to get interesting. There's two more, I think, that are fairly clear-cut that I'm assuming you'll have as well. I'm going to go Emily DiGiorgio for North Central. Uh Her numbers live up to the hype as I'm looking at them right now. And, I mean, obviously, I looked at this, by the way, for the record before we just, like, started talking a couple minutes ago. 
but DiGiorgio deserves it. I think Megan Roberts deserves it as well. You questioned her. A co- not It wasn't even that long ago. You said, where's Megan Roberts? She's delivered. The last month and change, she's been huge wide. She's looked like Absolutely. a different player. She has taken the onus on herself. I'm a senior leader, and I'm going to play like it. Well, that's what they needed. She's third in rebounds, seventh in scoring. She can shoot the three. That's kind of that next level step that Northwestern needs. So I, I'll give it to her. Now the last two, this is where it gets really, really interesting. Yes. The first three to me are clear cut. I'm going to give it to Kelsey Lund based off of the fact that I think she was second. I got to click it in three-point field goal percentage. She's second in three-point field goals made per game. She's in the top ten in scoring. She does still pass out assists at sixth in the conference. And conference plays are all conference stats. That's what I'm basing it off of. So to me, knowing the career she's had as well, because it's almost like that's kind of what puts you over the edge as well when it's close. She deserves to be on that first team, in my opinion. Now the last selection, and this is where it's just razor thin. There's a couple different people you could throw in there. I'm giving it to Mackenzie Latsky. And you could even make an argument for her teammate, Dominica Urbina. But I'm going to give it to Latsky. And again, it goes back to the three-point shooting kind of that sticks out to me as well. She's first in the conference, in conference play with three-point field goals made per game. She's in the top five in scoring, and without her, and I would say the same thing about Urbina, Crown doesn't have the kind of season that they've been having. So for her to play the way she did this year, she gets that last pick for me. So that's my five. You've got Latsky, you've got Lund, you've got Roberts, Geisfeld obviously is player of the year, and then DiGiorgio as well. That's my five. You want me to do my coach? Go ahead. Coach Call. Coach Aaron Call, Northwestern. Got to give it to him. With what he had to work with this year initially, Brooklyn DeCam goes down. You're thinking, oh boy, what are we going to do? But then he's got some young girls that step up, fill that role, and to lead this team, especially just late. It's 10 in a row, I think you said, or something along the lines of that. 12, right? 12 in a row. That's incredible when you think about it. And what they've done over the past month, I think it's got to be him. And Coach Jones has done a lot of great things, and there's a couple other coaches you can maybe throw into the conversation. But to me, at the end of the day, I got to give it to Coach Call for what he's been able to do this year. Great stuff. I'll just start there. I got Coach Call as well. Doing more with less, Wyatt. We always look. You made a great point. What you had at the start of the year and what was expected. We said when we heard about that injury from Brooklyn to Camp, devastating. They were not on the same level anymore as North Central and Bethany. And, and again, it's not taking anything away from Coach Jones when I yep. say this, but Coach Call doesn't have a Hannah Geisfeld. Yeah. either it's more yeah. of he had to and and that doesn't take anything away from what coach jones has been able to do but i think coach call had the harder job this year to be able to turn out what he turned out amen i think most people would agree and when we look at it wyatt obviously we learn more about the freshmen during the year but when you say okay you got two against north central and two against bethany without brooklyn to going into the season based on what you had last year and then what we're looking at if you were to tell everyone in the conference and even coach call himself Hey, Aaron, would you take three out of four in the four matchups against Bethany and North Central? they take that sucker in a heartbeat, Wyatt. they oh, cash yeah. that thing in the bank before it closes oh, ASAP. Yeah. So all that being said, I think it's got to be Coach Cole. Fantastic job for what he's done with this Eagles squad. Excited to see what they can do this week. 
And why don't you just start with your conference player of the year and we can yes, get that I, out of the I way. Was, I was about to say it. Hannah. Yes, it's Hannah. I mean, this this weekend, though, that's some stuff to chew on we'll get to in a little it, bit. It, it is, but as far as just the debate of yes. who's the conference player, she still gets it, but you're right. That By is a wide something, margin. Yes. something to keep an eye on. I gotcha. Yes. All right. I was just finalizing mine. I had most of them decided, but as you were talking, so I'm going to start with Hannah, obviously, okay? And then Emily. It's a strong year with those two at the top, okay? I think it's, For sure. I think it's stronger at the forward and post position, if you want to call it that, than the guards just overall this year in the UMAC. I, I think that's what it's at. Megan, with how she's played. Robbie, that is. Megan Roberts for Northwestern in the last month and change. And a lot of this, why I'm taking from just not just the stats, but watching these players on the floor in well, person and, and how key they are to their teams, not well, just got, what they're doing with the basketball. Yeah, and especially with Roberts, you can speak to that as well, what she's been able to do, yep. maybe even some stuff that doesn't even necessarily show up in the stat sheet as well, yep. and just the leadership she's been able to provide. Yeah, and that's a similar we- reason why it was tight with these last two spots, but very similar reason why I have Kelsey Lund. I, I think you could even ask her why it, the stats and the numbers aren't necessarily where she would want them to be based on how great she was a couple of years ago with her shooting percentages from the field and from downtown. There's been some rougher performances, but like Friday night was a prime example. Her getting nine rebounds, Wyatt, at her size and the huge one that she had late to take it from Hannah Geisfeld to set up Grace Landvik for the go-ahead three in overtime – Plays like that. That's why she's a first-teamer. And then finally, I'm going to differ for you on this one. All right. I'm going Dom Urbina instead of Mackenzie Latsky. This would be huge, White, and I think they got a serious argument to make. In Coach Zabla's first year, to have a player make first-team all-conference, that's massive as a stepping block for the program. The difference to me, Wyatt, she shot 42% from the field in conference games. Latsky shot 32. I understand the three balls. I understand Latsky's huge for them as well. But from what Dom Urbina did at the start of the year, and then a little bit of a lull, but then she's caught fire again late here in the conference season. So I got Urbina, Lund, Roberts, DiGiorgio, Geisfeld as the first teamers. And I don't disagree with that. I think it does need to be one of them for Crown, regardless of which one. But one of them, you can make a case for both of them, but obviously with the other players up there, they're not both going to be on there. I would like to see one of them on there when this comes out. Time will tell, but you can easily make an argument for both of them. So I, I can totally understand and respect picking Urbina instead of Latsky. So pretty similar, actually, there on the women's side. I wonder if we'll have a little bit different on the men's side, but, I mean, we already I, know. I have a feeling this could be pretty close. <laughs> we we know three guys on the men's side right out of the get-go that are all going to be on there. Do you want to go first on the men's side? I can if you would like me to. We'll start from uh, the bottom, if you want to call it that. If we want to go kind of by positions, if you will. I got Hunter Nielsen. You may disagree with me there, but just especially defensively. The rebounding numbers that he's got in the conference are right up there near the top. I closed out at that tab, but I, I'd have to get it back up again here. I'll, I, I'll, get, I it, I'll get it up. I'll get it when you're re- talking. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm pulling it up now, so keep going. I got Nielsen. That was that was a tough one. I had to mull over it a little bit, but I think he's deserving. And then I got Cade Carroll. I think, obviously, both of us are going to agree with that for what he's done. Micah Filer, I got in there, especially from what he's done late in this season. If you asked me a month ago, I probably don't have him on this list. But how he's performed, especially since getting back in the starting lineup, he's been the leader for them. He stepped up when they needed him to. And then the final two, I think people can kind of fill these in. Noah Alm is the two guard in the first team, if you will. Not much more needs to be said with the kind of score he is. And then Brian Smith, the point guard. I think that's that's a pretty good five if you're going to roll with those five. Yeah, I mean, you took a little suspense away. I've got the exact I was, same five I thought guys. you were going <laughs> to. I was thinking about it, and 
you know, the one maybe that you would question out of all of those guys to me, it's not even Nielsen, it's maybe Filer. Yep. But with his scoring and what he's been able to do, it's just been remarkable. He is willing that team to the position they're in now, and they're going to need more of that from him in the postseason. I think he absolutely deserves it. Nielsen, by the way, 8.8 rebounds a game in conference play. Just tremendous. He, We know what he does blocking shots, and he's also been able to chip in scoring. He leads the league in block shots. So, I mean, Nielsen, no question. And then those three, I mean, we've talked about those three as the candidates for player of the year, and Alm, Smith, and Carroll. So I don't think there's any question we have those three on there. That's where it will get interesting here is who we have as player of the year. At least I think it's an interesting conversation after this weekend and everything that just kind of unfolded. So let's let's start there, and then we'll give our coach. Player of the year, you can go first. You started this one. Who do you think I'm going to pick? I think you're going to take Cade Carroll. I'm taking Cade Carroll. That's and I honestly, I, I think I think it would be you, you get, you're going to have to give me a pretty good argument why if it's not him. I can give you an argument. Who do you got? I cannot in in my right mind take Brian Smith after what happened this weekend. Foul trouble or not, six points against Northwestern. That alone takes him out of the conversation with yeah. what Cade was able to do. To do in that building, yes. With that in consideration, I understand Cade impacts the games in a lot of ways. I seriously think it should be Noah Alm, though, at this point. And I know we didn't even discuss him really that much it was more Smith and Carroll and I know it wasn't his best game against Bethany the bottom line is when the game is on the line Ryan if you could take one guy on your team you maybe would take Cade Carroll I'd rather have Noah Alm you're saying you're saying need a shot mano mano one-on-one clocks winding down not even just that but just in general like throughout the course of a game if you could tell me okay you can take Noah Alm or you can take Cade Carroll I don't have any issue taking Noah Alm and saying he's going to go get buckets when he needs to and he's going to help propel us to victory. Yeah. I, and and it goes back to the best player on the best team argument as well. And I don't think there's any question Alm is the best player. And then not only that, but he goes six for six on threes, by the way, the next day. Drops 24 in the first half on senior day. What a way for him to, I'm assuming he's not coming back then next year, right? If He can't. He's a super senior. I told he, you before. He for sure can't. Okay. He's an old dude. I'm almost positive he's older than you. He may be older than I am. He He's exhausted. All of that Well, with the, with the COVID stuff, you just don't know. Cause I thought this Kyle, is his COVID uh, year. I thought yeah. Kyle Kamink had an extra year after this as well, so I don't no, know for Kyle's, sure. No, Kyle's, I'm nearly positive he's back next year. Okay, so he can But Noah's back. not. All right. Well, and then Wally, Wally would have another year, but he's done too. Okay, so with all that being said, I just think you got to give it to the guy who seems to always deliver and come through. Best player on the best team. Shooter. I don't know. I think we kind of did him a little bit of a disservice not mentioning him throughout the last couple of weeks as much as tension as we were giving Cade Carroll and Brian Smith. You surprised me, man. I'm going to be honest. Um, There's nothing against Noah. I... I honestly think there was more that could have been had this season. And for Northwestern fans, they're saying, hey, it's going to come in the postseason. He's had some great performances. But for the stretch, I'd have to look back, Wyatt, for how many 25-plus games in a row that Cade had. And then it all, I just can't get out of my mind. Being in that gym for the Eclipse moment, can he do it again against Northwestern? And he answered the bell and then some. And then you mentioned the performances against some of the top teams when Noah hasn't been at his best. That's the beauty of Northwestern, though, Wyatt. Owen Borman talked about it Friday night. When our shots aren't falling, we fall back on our defense, and we know that that's always going to be there. We know we're always going to be pests on the glass and hard to handle for other teams. You talk about best player on the best team. 
I get that, but I think this year, really for both Northwestern teams, they're so balanced across the board. There's not one overarching player over the top that is absolutely carrying them. And I just go back to where would I know that's maybe not how people like to look at Player of the Year, but why honestly, where the heck would Crown be without Cade Carroll? And and I understand that argument. I guess I'm just saying, and I think the conference, I think Carroll is going to get it. Let me make that clear. And you won't pre- if protest, I, or you will. <laughs> I won't protest. I, I, he's more than deserving as well. But if I had a vote, I would vote for Noah Allman. I'll tell you this: going into this tournament, I would be taking Noah Allman instead of Cade Carroll. If you just have to take one guy to start your team with, yes, and yeah, you can call that a bold statement, but that's who I would want. With experience and where he's been, I can't tell you no. I will point out, though, he was 52% from the field this year. Noah was 45 Noah, obviously, shooting the freaking lights out from say, deep, 47%. Hey, well, I mean, we can, go, deal. we can go back and forth on those numbers. I'd argue uh, Carroll probably gets more down low, though, too, versus Alm as well. Right? I mean, sure. more yeah. so down by the bucket. I mean, now we're in the theory why late in the year, and it's always the age-old argument, Division One March Madness. What wins out? Elite guards more often than not beat I, the best bigs. It's I guards. was going to say, I never am a, uh, I made this argument in the NBA. I would never start my team around a guy like Joel Embiid because yep. I, I just don't. Well, for one, he's hurt build, all the time, but yeah. Well, I don't build my team around a big, basically, is what I'm saying. So absolutely, <laughs> I take a guard. And Carroll's not a big. I mean, he's more of a wing anyways. So. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's another point why I guess I took him. No, okay. It, now what I want to hear. I think all this discussion is very fascinating and also plays into coach of the year on the men's side. I think this is harder well, than the and women's. So, and that's the thing. I don't I don't Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Let's just let's put cuz I do have a few things to say about this and I think this is an extremely this is a coin flip more or less in my opinion. I'll let you because I did player of the year first so you can do your coach of the year first. I would probably give coach of the year. But I probably would give it to Herbert. Oh. And it's either him or Gross. I don't think there's any question that those are the two guys. And I understand Crown has five losses. But the bottom line is, if you want to look... I mean, if we were just giving the coach of the year award to the best coach, Gross would probably win it every single year. I mean, so right? So, yep. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's the same with the MVP in the NBA. It'd be LeBron James every single yeah, year. Yeah, I don't agree with you on that one. Well, okay, anyways. <laughs> so, it's like, if you're looking at it that way, yeah, I think Gross is the best coach, and obviously I'd be taking him. If, if you give me one coach going into this tournament, I'm taking Coach Gross. But what Herbert was able to do with Crown too, remember, we didn't give them a ton of thought at the beginning of the year. and It was a big unknown from what they yeah, had last exactly. year. And just with the work that he's been able to do, and he just seems like he had those guys playing really well right from the get-go. And so, I don't know. I, I think I would give him the slight edge. I also think I'm going to have this one wrong as well, though. I think Gross is going to get it. So I think I'm going to be wrong on both of those, but that's who I would give my vote to if I had the option. I totally agree with everything he said. I got Coach Herbert as well. And again, it is nothing at all against Coach Gross. And you can listen to that one as well. Uh, great conversation that we had recently with him. It's back to what we talked about with the woman, Wyatt. What did you have to start the season? What were the outside expectations realistically for what you were going to do? And what had you accomplished the previous season? Yep. The big wins that they had, like you said... 
we can argue and say, wow, they should have really only had two or three losses. Honestly, could have, would have, should have. How can you give it to a team who lost five games? Again, look at the eye test. Look at the big moments. And again, people are saying, eye test for coach of the year. What are you on? What are you talking about? How is there an eye test for coach of the year? And people will mix your words too wide and say, well, if we just gave it to the best coach every year, it's Coach Gross. Well, then that's what you should do. But I think so much for these awards, you have to look at what are they working with to start the season. All those things being considered, my vote would be for Luke Herbert as well. And I'm interested to see, can they get back to that Erickson Center for a championship for all the marbles Saturday night? And if they do, why? Oh, man, that that place is going to be full to the brim. And that's 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 going to be nuts. And I think a lot of people want that matchup. Yeah, no, this tournament's going to be incredible all around. So I, I even think the semifinals potentially are setting up to be just unbelievable games. Yeah, but just going back to our conversation about who's coach of the year, we kind of, the, the way we measure it too, it's almost like, well, how do you do against Northwestern as well, I feel like, because they're the yeah. clear-cut team. He yep. beat Northwestern this year and, and fact, did it convincingly. Yes, yes. So that's the disadvantage for Coach Gross is like, it's kind of all matched up against that as people yep. are trying to chase him, if you will. So, again, I think Coach Gross is going to get it, though. I, I don't think, you know, we're going to be right on that one. But if I had a vote, I'd give it to Herbert. Well, and, yeah, and Coach Gross, you know, sure, he would like another Coach of the Year award. People from Northwestern would like it. He is very deserving as well, like we talked about. But you know what he's saying, Wyatt? I'll just take another conference tournament title. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's all he's that's focused they, on right that's now. That's what they that's, care about, no That's question. all anyone's focused on, obviously, but especially Northwestern. They've been through this before. They flipped the page really quick to get ready for the conference tournament, and so that's that's obviously what they're focused on. All right, we're running a little long here. We got to get into some predictions now, Ryan. All yes. right, we've, yeah, we've spent I'm, a lot of time here. I'm ready. Let's do it. It's time. Let's start on the women's side as we always do. It's a clean slate for us as far as our predictions go, all of that considered. Let's just start, I guess. Do you want to just do like the 1-8 matchup, then the 4-5, or five and go like down the bracket like you normally would? If you're filling out your March Madness bracket. Love it. Let's do that. So, Bethany Northland on the women's side. I will take Bethany. I will take Bethany. I, I don't know what more you want me to say here. Good luck on the trip to Cancun, uh, Cancun for the Lumberjills. They're going to be saying 1-2-3 Cancun when they're breaking the huddle to start the game. Many people may not understand that joke, but that's that's basically what they're walking into. In either, but I mean, I think I, I can it, tell you off, Mike, what, what that anyways. means. But. <laughs> no, I just, it's a mismatch. I mean, this is a clear cut mismatch. I think guys filled, by the way, let's talk about that just briefly as far as, cause you know, we're talking about Bethany right now. We might not talk about them a whole lot after this. Yep. What Northwestern did against them. And then she only put up eight shots on the game on Saturday, obviously. So there is some concern. What, what do you think? I'm not reading too much into it. I think she's going to be fine. She'll get hers. There will be a change the next time if they meet Northwestern, I should say. Let's say if they get to the championship. And I think Coach Jones can get her going again. So I'm not too concerned. I don't read into it too much. I mean, she had one bad weekend. It's not even a bad weekend for crying out loud. She had a double-double still on Friday night. So it's like to her standards, it is. But that's what it's come to as far as how we judge her. That's the crazy thing, though, Wyatt, is is it is, I mean, from the standard that we've set, but two biggest game of the whole year on the road against the two best teams that you're going to face in the conference. She can't, so put up, she, she, can't didn't... She, she can't put up 20 either game. And I'm not even saying it's just her because the whole thing with North Central, it's like, well, when you only put up eight shots, you're not going to be able to do a lot. So that maybe more says about North Central just shut down any opportunities for her to get good looks, and that's a whole other conversation where I'm going to have to probably go back and – 
maybe watch some film on that and figure out what the heck they did. But anyway, Coach Call is obviously going to do that. But yeah, I I, th- I think it is interesting after seeing her in the building Friday night, and obviously I didn't get to see her you know live on Saturday, but. I think it is very interesting because why when she doesn't put up those gaudy 25 plus 30 plus that means other players got to step up and they had a lot of open shots three point looks go by the wayside Friday night and it just puts more pressure on the Myers of the world the Shindells of the world the Cloyds of the world where they got to make more of their open jump shots if Geisfeld is not going to be absolutely putting up these ridiculous numbers that we've gotten used to. Well, and I mean, that's where it's like, can they do it? I think they can, and I think they obviously have to. They have to be able to score some and give her some help because obviously we knew at some point she was going to have a game like this. I mean, you can't just consistently, even though she did outside of this week, and put up the numbers she was putting up. And even going into the conference tournament, she may not get the numbers she's been used to getting, but that's where other people need to step up. I don't think this is as much on her as it is just her teammates as well being able to step up when the time comes. If they win that game against Northwestern, we're probably not even having this conversation, quite honestly. Well, and you could argue why. I mean, you hate when I make the argument about these juggernauts losing a game late in the season where it's a good thing and that maybe isn't actually well, a thing. I don't hate but, it. No, no, that's not what I was going to say here. Is it a good thing for Bethany that they kind of have to reanalyze how they use Hannah in the half court? Is you it a much good rather- thing? Yes, to see her slow down this weekend to try to throw a different wrinkle at a Northwestern or a North Central when you see them in the conference tournament. You would much rather this happen now than it does, you know, obviously on Tuesday or Thursday or even Saturday yep. of this upcoming week. So, yeah, I can see that argument as I do it as well. We'll see what they do. We'll see what adjustments they make, and we'll obviously break it down much more uh, if they continue to move forward, which we both obviously expect them to against Northland. 2-7, or no, wait, no, see, I already messed up. We're going down the bracket, like I said. We're going to the 4-5 next. Intriguing 4-5, Morris hosting Superior. I don't know. I mean, I can actually make an argument for both teams here in this one. What do you think? I'll let you go first. Well, here's my question. Who would Bethany rather see? What's an easier matchup for Bethany, Morris or Superior? We thought it was Superior initially. I'd probably still say it is, but But when they played Morris, they haven't really given them much. We thought their size could give them a different look down low. It really hasn't. Well, and remember, Bethany, last time that they played... Superior, it wasn't too long ago that they faced them back on the 5th. Bethany won by 7 at home. So would they rather see Morris? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say, Ryan. I I think they'd rather see Superior personally still. Okay. Okay. That's that's my take on it. All right, as far as the matchup at hand goes with, you know, Morris taking on Superiorism all over the place here, trying to figure out how they... Uh, played in the season. Morris got that win at Superior, and then they got a squeaker at home against Superior. So Morris swept the season series for what it's worth. They got this one at home as well. I think they're starting to find some things offensively. It's a rematch from Friday night where they won 72-68. So really no new scout is needed, Wyatt. They'll watch the film, obviously, but everyone's familiar with everyone. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be up for grabs in the last five minutes. Morris in a tight one prevails i'm gonna take superior in this one and it's nothing against morris and their squad but i do think there has to be something said about success in postseason play and while i don't necessarily think they're gonna go much farther than this i think they can surprise some people and get this first win in the first round over morris 
And I don't know, something just tells me in my gut, lean yellow jackets here. So I'm just going to trust it and follow it's, it's my instincts. It's been a bit though, while it's it's it why excuse me, it's been a couple years since they've had that success, and a lot of players on this team, I, we'd have to look back for any of them who have actually experienced that UMAC postseason success. But this is a new group, so I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Kaylin no, Christian, I, I gotcha. Kaylin Christian is back and well though. She had a nice performance this weekend, so that is huge for them that she's back in the lineup because she's going to have to be big in this one on the road. It's a later one as well. I don't know why, but. You know, for anybody who cares, it's a 7 o'clock and not a 5.30 like the rest of the women's games on Tuesday. Which I thought all of them had to be played at the same time, so that kind of surprises me. Well, it's the only game, yeah, Morris is hosting, so I guess they're deciding let's make it later. That's the only explanation I have. I don't know. You would make the argument, though, does that give an advantage to the team that they could potentially play? So, like, Bethany, for instance, do they Can get watch to scout it. them and watch it live? I mean, I don't read into that, so don't I, don't get me wrong. I'm not yep. saying it is, but no, it's people can make about. the argument. Yep, yep. Okay, with that being said, three versus the six, North Central hosting Martin Luther. I'm going to go with the Rams here. I'm going to assume you're going to do the same. I'm also assuming we're both picking Northwestern, so we can probably just make our picks but then break down the games individually. With North Central against Martin Luther, I'm assuming you're going Rams, correct? Yes. And what does Martin Luther have to do to keep it close? You know, Because I think they could absolutely keep it close. I don't see them winning this game. I would be shocked if they do win this game. But I think they could keep it close, and there's enough there where they could challenge the Rams and make them sweat a little bit. Very impressed with Coach Garish's performance, or Coach, his his squad, okay, at Northwestern on Saturday. They need Jordan Heckendorf to be selfish. I was saying that late in the game. I'm shocked she How wasn't selfish. getting looks late. At least 15 field goals, if not 20 shots thrown up by Heckendorf. Okay, they were moving the ball well from time to time, spacing the floor, knocking down some triples, but she's got to be selfish, getting downhill. She can shoot the ball as well. She's got to have a big night. Your best players, Wyatt, late in the season, in the conference tournament, when you're an underdog on the road, much like it's going to be for the matchup we're going to talk about in a moment, shoot or shoot. Get them your shots. You're going to ride or die with Heckendorf. She's either going to propel you to an upset win or you're not going to win, period. Fair enough. I, I don't disagree with that. You got to let your best player take control in, you know, it's February still. We call it March Madness, but hey, it starts in February in the UMAC, all right? Yeah, yes. February is the creme de la creme, as I've mentioned before, yes. Absolutely. No, I would agree. I think she is going to have to score, and last time I said this, it was with Brian Smith, and I said he was going to have to score 25. He scored six, and they different, still almost beat Northwestern. Little different circumstances here. She's going to have to be at least 20-plus. No, I, I really can't see him winning if she's under that, unless they just somehow just stifle North Central on the offensive side of the ball. So, with that being said, yeah, she's going to have to have a big game. I think that the Rams, though, are going to win. I do think it's close, around maybe like 10 points, something like that, where they're hanging around for a while and they make North Central work all 40 minutes. But I do think it could be close. If, if they don't shoot well from deep, again, I'll keep saying it, they leave the door open for anyone, so... All right, and then Northwestern Crown. I'll take Northwestern. The only thing I'm going to say on this one is it's it's a little bit of a tough draw in the first round because you know what? Well, we talked about it in our all-conference selections. What Urbina and Latsky can potentially do if they're both feeling it on the same night, you could be in for a tough one. And, I mean, I'd be more surprised if Martin Luther beat North Central than I would be crowned over Northwestern just from the fact they have two two girls that can be elite scorers versus Martin Luther only has one. I'd be shocked, don't get me wrong, if either of them won, but I'd be more surprised at that just because of that factor. But with all things considered, Northwestern's on a roll. They're not going to lose their winning streak here in this spot in the first round in the conference tournament. So give me the Eagles. Yeah, as I said, I got Northwestern as well. I think this game comes down to one thing, Wyatt. Coach Calls Club unlocks something late in that matchup at the WAC. 
when they needed to make a push in the fourth quarter, full court pressure, when they needed to get jump started in the matchup on Hoops Hysteria a couple weekends ago, full court pressure. If Crown can find a way to get a good press break and limit the turnovers to under 15, they'll have a chance. But I would be pretty surprised if Coach Call and his staff don't go to that pretty early in a playoff game. There's no really waiting around with this stuff. You jump in head first with your game plan right out of the gate and say, we're going to force the issue and push the envelope early and try to build some breathing room. So that's what I'm looking for. Crown, they got to break the press. Yeah, see what happens there with that. But I, I have a tough time seeing Crown actually walking away with a win in this game outside of the Erickson Center. But, yeah, I think they'll have a decent crowd on hand, you would hope. Yeah. I mean, they they should travel all right. They get up for this kind of a game against Northwestern, so I would expect the Erickson there, Center to be rocking there, for both teams. There could be some weather on the travel, though, so we'll, we'll see how that plays well, in. Well, and I don't even want to talk about that because I'm just going to assume these games are going to be scheduled. I agree. We have, to, we have to do that. I'm just saying if it deters Stay positive, yep. test yep. negative. I'm hoping people aren't <laughs> even necessarily having to test this time of the year for everyone's sake, but anyway. Let's get into that conversation. <laughs> So, so our only difference here in the first round on the women's side would be I got superior, you have Morris. That doesn't necessarily shock me that, you know, the other three, I, I think, you know, we'd, we'd be surprised if Bethany, Northwestern, or North Central lose. If, North, be if, some Northland, games. if Northland wins, uh, the world may be ending. Sorry. It's just, it's just how I feel. That, that, is, that is, wow. That is <laughs> one of the harshest statements you've ever made. I'm sorry. But it's not I'm wrong. It's, it's not necessarily wrong. But I, I Make an yeah. interesting Coach Tux club. I would love it. All right, Miranda Wagner, go off for 45. Okay, do it. Okay, let's switch over to the men's side. What do you do if you're Martin Luther? This is the 1-8 matchup. You just played Northwestern on senior day. They put up 60 on you in the first half. No Alm couldn't miss. What is the game plan here? What in the world do you do from the time that game ended to the time it's going to tip off again on Tuesday night to try and stay in the game and pull the unthinkable? I mean, what is that approach? Because Northwestern, theoretically, on paper, Ryan, should run away with this game, and I would have the spread somewhere near 20 points. One thing that I'm looking for, and this is really all I'm looking for from Martin Luther coming in, will they keep going under the ball screens? Over and over and over, I was just flabbergasted saying, you guys are seriously going to keep doing this? When Wally gets a ball screen at the top of the key and Fambule comes up or Borma comes up and gives Alma ball screen over and over and over again. Yeah, Alma's great, Wyatt, but all of his looks were wide open. I talked about what Bethany did to him on Friday night. He was like, I'm enjoying this comfy space. I can breathe. I'm no longer in a phone booth today. He was feeling good on Saturday because he had a chance to breathe. If Martin Luther is going to keep going under ball screens, I'm sorry, the game's over before they even walk in the gym. You have to dare Northwestern to roll to the rim and try to get some back cuts. And I'm not saying they can't do work in the paint because they can. But if you give these shooters open looks, it's over. Period. No, no question. I, I don't disagree. You have to go over the top. And then you yep. have to... I've always said the best way to defend ball screens is to go over the top, hedge hard with those posts, make them change direction, make a quick decision, and then everybody else just helps Easier, easier said than done. You got Yeah, exactly. That's the key part. You got to have athletic guys, and like you said, everyone's yep. got to help from there, and you got to rotate effectively and get back. That would be my philosophy with it, though. And, yep. and like you said, you got to just try and slow them down the best you can. Problem is, there's a 30-second shot clock. You know, they can't hold the old, <laughs> hold the ball, and just try to tick as much time off as you can. So I have a tough time seeing Martin Luther hang, hang in this game. I really do. So I, I think Northwestern is pretty clear-cut there. 
In the 4-5, I'm going to take Bethany over Superior. Incredible to think they dropped all the way down to the 4. Superior, as we had talked a little bit about, they may be one of the biggest mysteries of the entire season. I mean, we can't figure this team out. They destroy Crown on Saturday. For all we know, though, Crown wasn't actually playing the way they should, even though, <laughs> as far as we know, they still needed to for sure win they if they wanted to get They sat some the of their guns for a lot of the second half, so clearly they were looking ahead, like I said before. I, I just don't understand, though. If Bethany would have won, I... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't get it. <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, with all that being said... I have concerns about Bethany. Like I said, they, they have a tough time closing out games, but that's against teams like Northwestern. They can close a game out against Superior if they have to. Superior's defense, I think, is only going to be able to do so much against Bethany. More more times than not, it seems like Bethany, after a loss like this too, and they had two tough ones this weekend now, seems like they really rebound out off of that well and get it rolling again. Really, it's two weekends that sum up their season. They went 0-2 on one of the earlier weekends way back uh it would have been what december probably maybe first, it was january first weekend of the season they went yeah one, they, they, they went one and both. one they they beat superior well, they lost in a squeaker and then they lost they, to northland and then they lost to northland but even after that they lost to north central and they lost to northwestern in the same weekend as well they did yep. that twice yep. so they've done that twice this year with that in mind it's like how can you really trust this team well they've delivered against all the other teams right so it's like you can trust them against superior and, and i don't think there's much of a concern for me that they're going to be able to get by the Yellow Jackets. The one word you use is key white. Do they have to close the game? Is superior, do, do they even have to? Exactly. Is Superior in the game the last couple minutes? Because that's where it gets hairy. But uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They just look like a different team in that gym. When they're in Mankato, it's just it's a totally different ball club. The confidence they play with, they're even at a faster speed. They're more efficient. I don't know how else to put it. They just look way more comfortable at home. It was, it was a 13-point win when they faced him back on the 5th. If it's a similar script and it's not tight down the stretch, that's the question why. Is this a game where Superior's going to have to have one of those offensive performances that have been tough to come by where they score 75-plus to have a chance? And if they do have to do that, is it possible to do it on the road against a squad like Bethany when they really need it? I think it does come down to who is able to control the pace. I mean, you know, Superior wants to slow it down. They want to get back on defense and not allow Bethany to get going in transition. Bethany does struggle at times in the half court. And yep. if they can get this into a half court game, yep. they will have a chance to win. If it gets into a track meet, Bethany's going to win the game. They yep. are better at that style of play than Superior is. So we know what Coach Polkowski is doing, though, and getting ready for He's getting ready for that kind of a game. They're going to be working on that. They're going to try and do whatever they can to play at that pace. Can they actually do it once they get out there on that floor, though, in Mankato? And that's where I think Bethany separates themselves on their home court. They're going to bounce back and get a win and get to the semis in what should be another great matchup with Northwestern. One last thing quick, though. Speaking of teams who do defend the ball screens well, superior. Phenomenal. Vogel, Walker, Ackley across the board, as good as it gets as far as doing well, that's, that. That's Smith and Nielsen's game, too, yep. at times, when yep. you put them on that side, so... It's compelling. I mean, it's a super compelling opening round matchup. And from again, from where Bethany was and what they were thinking, winners of seventh straight heading into the weekend, and now having to see Superior on Tuesday night, that's a big, big shift. So who who you got? Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm taking Bethany. <laughs> I forgot I didn't say yet who I was picking. Yeah, you, you didn't, My apologies. Yeah, you My apologies. I'm, I'm taking Bethany still. I think they win by ten plus. But if it's tight late, watch out. No, I agree with that. Three six matchup. This is where I think North Central actually does have a better matchup with Northland. Nothing against Northland, but outside of that win against Bethany, 
there's just been a lot of inconsistency, and it's like, uh, how can you put faith in them coming into this game at North Central with the way the Rams have been playing as of late as well? They close out that game on Saturday. They find a way to beat Bethany by one. They also are able to beat Martin Luther. They win close games. That's huge in postseason play. They've been used to it here down the stretch the last couple of weeks. These two teams just played back on February 12th, and North Central won on the road by 20. I have to go with the Rams here, and like I said, they are trending they are maybe peaking at the right time, Ryan, as you like to say. I mean, this would be a team that qualifies and you could put into that category. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it really better myself. I mean, I don't think there's a recipe where this is super low scoring and Northland can win this game at a pace they want. They're going to have to play at North Central's pace. I see the Rams shooting well in that gym. Like you said, they're starting to figure things out. They put up 86 on Saturday. Okay, that's against the Morris defense. It's a tougher challenge on the road against North Central. But if there's some positivity there, your guy Jordan Brennan, he's going to have to drop 20-plus. When their I, offense, I would agree. When their offense breaks down in the half court and somebody needs a shot when it's under 10, it's Jordan Brennan. you got to go to your best, guys. He's going to have to be big. Well, that's the thing. Well, there's been so many, like, just games where it's like you look at the box score and there's just no consistency with Northland. And it's like, what's going on there? I just I can't understand it. I think they're. It's like they're still trying to figure out the rotations, and we're in February. Like yeah, they that's just, a problem. They, they, yeah, they, they they just still don't know. So they're gonna have to score the basketball. I mean, is this another twenty-five plus point performance for Micah Filer? You think? Probably. More or less, he's gonna have to be the guy that leads the charge for him all postseason. And the, there's a reason I picked him as a first-team All Selection. You want to be a first-team all-selection, you better play go out like there and it. play like one. You know what yeah. I mean? This is the time to do it. It's great what he did at the end of the regular season and in-conference play. He's got to carry it over now, though, into the big games here in the conference tournament. Absolutely. So we both got North Central there. We go to the last one. Did you even – I forget. Did you actually say your pick that time? I don't – again, I'm sorry. I don't know if I didn't. I got North just, Central. Just say, I got North say Central. It off the top. I got time. North Central. And I got them by double digits, and you okay. probably expected that. So, yes. I, I did expect you to pick North Central. No. That's why I was about yes. to move on. I couldn't yep. remember if you actually said it or not. Yep. Crown then against Morris in the 2-7. To me, this is a little compelling. And I know we've said Morris is kind of a dead program, and they've had just a terrible stretch. What, they've lost eight straight now? They Let were 3-3 three and three in conference, I'm pretty eight sure. Eight straight. You're totally so right. So they've lost eight straight conference well, games. And you remember who their last win was against? Don't tell me it was Crown. You think it, it was, was? It was Crown. <laughs> I I'm I'm double checking here. I I think it was because we talked about this. Actually, recently. I'm wrong. They had a couple after that, but after the long winter break, it it's worth noting they split with Crown. Okay, they, they split, split with, with Crown. Crown. They lost to him by 15 on the road, but they beat him by six back on January the 8th at home. I think this could be a little bit of a compelling matchup. I do. I think more. You just you just won't quit the Cougars. Ah, what, what can I say, man? I mean, but you've also you've also you know maligned them a lot, which I can't blame you either. You know, if they're being honest too, they're not happy with their play the last month. This this has been extremely disappointing. They've probably had the most disappointing season in the UMAC out of all the teams. I would say. I mean, just not at all what they expected. Just just very disappointing. And with that considered, they still have an opportunity though to do something special here this week. And I think they could. Upset Crown. I'm picking Crown. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to do it. But they could. This isn't one of those games where it's like, I would say Martin Luther can't beat Northwestern on Tuesday. Unless what? They just can't. Martin Luther can't <laughs> beat Northwestern on Tuesday. 
Obviously, there's a chance in any matchup. It's like there's never a 100 percenter. Yeah. But but Morris could beat Crown. You know, we could say, okay, if this guy does, there is a way Morris could beat Crown. So it does make it a little compelling. But I'll take Crown still in this one. I've got all the home teams winning on the men's side. Ditto. I'm taking Crown. I um. I don't. So do you think is it single digits based on everything you're saying? I don't. I'm saying it could be, though, and it wouldn't necessarily... I wouldn't blink twice if I looked at the box score and saw it was single digits, just with the way Morris can potentially play. We haven't seen it for a long time. We know what they could do, though, and they already beat Crown once this year. So, no, it wouldn't. I wouldn't blink twice if it was. I do think it's a bigger win for Crown, though. You do have questions, though, if you are Crown, Wyatt. They had the huge win Friday night, but that was with a lot of other guys... Other than their big guns, and I get it, you do that senior night. We talked about Saturday's, you know, not inspiring performance. You got to go back a little ways where their guns have been on the floor executing together. And so there's a question in that first five minutes how quickly can they flip the switch back on when they need to have it most and have that urgency? I think yep. they're able to eventually flip the switch. I think they coast. I'd be surprised if it's single digits from Morris. I just don't. With the way they've been playing late this season, sure they got the firepower, but how do they slow down Crown? Unless Crown has one of those nights, I think Saturday they were something like one of twenty from deep. We've seen some of those here and there, but if I'm Crown, I'm, I'm just not settling. Sure, they're going to take some threes, obviously, but who is going to stop Kate Carroll going downhill on the Morris defense? Honestly, well, that's the thing. I mean, they they can't defend right now. They haven't been able to defend all year, and it's like. What are they going to do with Carroll? And if you double or show too much attention on him, what happens when Van Dam gets an opportunity? And or Michael what, Ladd can create. What happens I mean, if they want to do a high-low with Royston and Carroll? There's just lots of options Crown can attack them from. And that's that's really the difference here, is that Crown has got plenty of options to attack Morris. We're not saying Morris can't score, because yep. I think they could score and keep it interesting. But at the end of the day, Crown's got the better team, the better options, and they're playing at the beloved whack as you like to shout out seven o'clock only game at the whack on tuesday go it'll out be and bumping. support it'll yep. be bumping <laughs> no, no question about that no i i think all the home teams win and to be honest i'd be very surprised if they if any of those four home teams didn't who's got the best chance to pull an upset i would almost argue it's either superior or morris i think quite honestly i which Again, one? I, <laughs> superior. Okay. And it's crazy you, why you, you got to answer. It's crazy too, when I mean. you were you were on top of the mountain for Bethany and rightfully so, seven straight, and they're going to threaten Northwestern and they're going to well, be in the Erickson Center, and now they got the best chance of being upset in the first round. Life comes at you fast. What can I say? I mean, I, you're you, totally you have right. A, you have a weekend like that, and you you're re looking everything. But that's the thing with Bethany. There's been inconsistency all year. They, I thought they had it all correct, and they righted the ship when they beat Crown, and got that win a couple weeks ago. But then they go 0 two again this week, and that's the second time they've done it against North Central and Northwestern. I don't know. I think it's really just up in the air with all these other teams and then it's like you know what you're getting out in northwestern and they can still win games when they don't play well and this uh, i i agree with you i would say superior's got the best chance of upsetting it's not just because it's the four five okay four five obviously breeds a lot of compelling matchups lots of times as it should well, and and you would say is that even an upset or some people might but when you look at the yes. records here coming into this oh, yeah, game in this situation that would be a pretty massive upset, and especially so. with where bethany was just you know if you want to say last thursday or last friday afternoon before the weekend matchups if you were going to say, yeah, by the way, they're not even going to win a game in the UMAC tournament. You go, huh? 
What? Would have thought there was no way. Yeah, and it's just these are the both the teams why where you don't know a lot what you're gonna get. And again, I keep falling back on Bethany's playing at home, but Superior. How many times have we been scratching our heads with them? Huge win at North Central. Wow, they're finally finding some offense. Xavier Patterson goes off for a huge game, and then just total flop game. And so, I don't too know. often, Ryan. Too often. Yeah, up and down. It's a roller coaster. So should be fun, Wyatt. Should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we get some compelling matchups in the quarters. But hey, like you always say, you tell me all the time, Wyatt. You're all for some parity early on. But you tell me more than any person I know in the NFL playoffs, well, you in March what? Madness, I'm, and everything. I'm happy to hear that. You, but what I'm getting to, you tell me more than anyone else. You always want the best matchups in the semifinals and the finals. You always no say, question. Ryan, all this parody is fine, but all I care about, can you guarantee to me that we're going to get some blockbusters when it's down to the wire and it matters most? That's the thing. It's nothing against these underdogs. I mean, March Madness, I love it because of those upsets in the first couple of rounds and the parody, like you but, said. But then eventually the you're cheering for Oral Roberts to be beat. Be beat and I, I don't 100 100%. <laughs> Not by Arkansas. I really wish they would have beat <laughs> Arkansas. Amen. Thank you. But, but I would have been rooting for Baylor over them if they played him in the Elite Eight. And like what we had last year, I get Baylor just rolled Gonzaga. Those were the two best teams, though. Yeah. Similarly, that's what I would want here in the UMAC. And the beauty about this, Ryan, is once we get to the semis, at least on the men's side, you can make an argument. I mean, Northwestern's obviously one of them, but those other three, North Central, Bethany Crown, could be any one of those teams. So more than likely, we're going to get some great matchups. And then on the women's side, we're obviously hoping for the Bethany Northwestern, but also North Central would be in that conversation as well, I would say. North Central wants another crack at Northwestern, no doubt. It is hard to beat one team three times in a season, and you can bet that's what Coach Bruner and his staff are saying. We're going to get another crack at those guys across town, and we're going to take them down in the Erickson Center. So It absolutely is. But no, like you said, I'm fine with the upsets early on, but at the end of the day here, at the end of the week, when we get there on Saturday and have these two games, it's like, what do you really want? What do the fans really want? You want the best games. Yep. So uh, I'll let you, I normally wrap it up, give the plugs and everything like that. I'm going to let you do it. We're going to mix it up tonight. You can do that, put a wrap on it, and close us out for this episode. Yeah, I teased it earlier. I'll mention it again. I'll be sure to check out. should be dropping uh, shortly the conversation that we had with Coach Tim Gross of Northwestern. Enjoyed our time with him. Obviously, Northwestern's in a familiar spot on the men's side. He had a lot of thoughts heading into the conference tournament some reflections on the past and all that. So I encourage you to check that out. We got a busy week coming up. Okay. We're going to remind you if you didn't hear it before instant reaction pod will be happening late Tuesday night. Lord willing. As soon as I make it back to the microphone from the Erickson <laughs> Stop center, Stop saying that you're going with the commute with the commute. wide. I don't, I don't know what time it's going to be. I don't like <laughs> to hear you say that, man. I don't want to even, you know, hey. you all say Lord willing. It's like, just have some faith. I do have faith, but I also take nothing for granted. I understand. And I can I can appreciate that. Yes, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say that. But anyway, instant reaction pod after the quarters on Tuesday. We're gonna do an instant reaction pod as well on Thursday after the semis, and then uh, we'll figure out something after the championship, obviously, to break that one down as well. So hey, we're down the stretch, Wyatt, and you've been telling me this more than I've been telling you this. But hey, just you know what. Live in the moment. Don't look too far ahead and say, wow, this is going to be really depressing when it's over. Yes, by the calendar, we're almost done, but we got a lot of work to do. A lot of good work to do, a lot of fun work to do in the next week. So we're looking forward to it. Hope you folks enjoyed as well. As always, we still love your interaction. would love more of it. DMs are open at UAO, the UMAC, or just search, unlike any other, the UMAC on Twitter. Or if you're not 
a social media person, we understand it. Good on you. The inbox is open. U-A-O, the UMAC at gmail.com for that. Are you giving me the signal that I can sign off, or do you want to say anything more, sir? I think I'm good. I mean, I'll have plenty to say this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. And, you know, you're still trying to get me there if if the Eagles make the championship on Saturday Whatever night. you want to do. It's up to you. See, you say that, though, and you say it in a somber tone as if you're trying I'm, to guilt me into this. I'm not trying know. to guilt you into it, man. I get it. There's many factors involved. I'd love it if you were there, but I understand if you're not. You do you. We'll see what ends up happening. That's all I'll all say right. on that. No, but no, you're good, man. It was another good episode, fun to record, and we're looking forward to this week at hand. Couldn't have said it better myself. Looking forward to talking to all you folks after the quarterfinals. Enjoy it. Soak it all in. Tourney time. It is the best time the most wonderful time of the year. Happy to bring you all of the coverage on Unlike Any Other, the UMAC.